Welcome to the Drum Shuffle, a podcast offering insights, perspectives, and conversations for drummers. I'm your host, Jamie Eads. Hey everybody, how's it going out there? Welcome to the Drum Shuffle. Jamie Eads joining you as always. This is episode 48. Very special episode today as all of the quick interviews you are going to hear today took place backstage at Nashville Drummers Jam 13 on Monday, December 17th. Uh, We have just uh, a ton of folks that stopped by for really quick uh, interviews all about Nashville Drummers Jam. So you're going to hear those right after this message from Lost Cabos Drumsticks. The best kept secret for drummers is finally out. Lost Cabos Drumsticks may look like the sticks you grew up with, but these are not your father's drumsticks. Lost Cabos Drumsticks is Canada's number one drumstick brand, and they are coming to a retailer near you. With operations in over 28 countries worldwide, thousands of drummers have already discovered the Lost Cabos difference. Using FSC certified wood from Canada and the US, Lost Cabos make the finest quality drumsticks, percussion tools, and accessories on the market. The best news, Lost Cabos Drumsticks offers you a ton of choice. They have 22 individual drumstick models and 14 percussion tools, many of which are available in three different wood types, maple, white hickory, and red hickory. Red hickory comes from the center or heart of the hickory tree and has been independently proven to be both stronger and more elastic than white hickory without adding a lot of weight. While most drumstick manufacturers have shunned red hickory, Lost Cabos Drumsticks has embraced it, becoming the only established stick brand in the world to offer a full line of red hickory drumsticks. To learn more about Lost Cabos Drumsticks, visit them online at lostcabosdrumsticks.com, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and don't forget to ask for Lost Cabos Drumsticks at your favorite retailer. Dare to be different. Join the Red Hickory Revolution with Lost Cabos Drumsticks. All right, everybody, as I mentioned, special episode, Nashville Drummers Jam recap. Uh, It had about uh, 10 or 12 folks stop by for real quick interviews uh, in the green room down at Mercy Lounge during Nashville Drummers Jam 13, a tribute to Joey Kramer. Most of the questions are going to be centered around Nashville Drummers Jam. Uh, As I was doing double duty, also uh, providing uh, some interview tracks for the video that the folks at Nashville Drummers Jam we're doing. Uh, What you hear on today's episode is exactly what was recorded. No editing, none of that stuff. So this was real and it was very loud backstage in the green room. Uh, So I do apologize for that, but you will hear it was a really cool atmosphere to catch up with some of the great drummers in the business. Uh, First up is the co-founder of Nashville Drummers Jam and previous guest here on the Drum Shuffle, David Parks. All right, backstage at Nashville Drummers Jam 13 with co-founder David Parks. David, how's it going, man? Going good. I'm double 
<laughs> doing everything right now. I'm texting you're Rick, tr- Rick you're, Malkin as, I, as you, I'm talking to you. Well, you're trying uh, to put on a show tonight, right? Trying to. Trying to. So as you can see from the video, David stays very busy on Drummer's Jam Day. Turn my phone off. Uh, you, you have been literally going since what time this morning? Seven, eight, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> Here, fair allow enough. me to open up my yeah. It's, it's Monday. Drink. It's Monday, by the way. So yeah, that's Monday. All right. So this is number thirteen of the Nashville Drummers Jam. You guys have been doing these for quite some time. Tell us a little bit about founding Drummers Jam. A happy accident. It was a happy accident. Okay. I'll try to sum this up in the best way or simplest way possible um i've always thought of doing something of this nature because i've always thought nashville has that camaraderie of drummers you know guitar players hate each other bass players don't (laughs) care uh singers got too big of an ego to be in a room with another person so uh drummers have like a you could be at a a show in wisconsin or something with 13 bands and all the drummers are from Nashville and you don't even know each other but all of a sudden you're best friends right and I saw Brian Tishy's doing um, Bonzo Bash right right right. so I thought why don't we do something like that and you know I thought you know you second guess yourself and you're like oh no nobody it's stupid we'll never get something like that in Nashville and uh, Jerry Gaskell had his heart attack and all that stuff and then um, so we had one one for him then and I, I didn't know how to go about it so I called Tom Hurst I knew he was doing the loud jams and I thought if anybody knew how to put these shows together it would be him so I got together with him and and he's like oh this is easy we can do this in in June I was like hold on I didn't mean like really <laughs> I'm just kidding you know he, and he, he was like not even phased he was like oh yeah we'll do this no problem this is this is what I do I was like oh hell here we go like you know so so um, we did that one the next one was Jerry again because he lost his house in a hurricane, and, and both of them we gave all the money to him because he's a musician like the rest of us, and it's right. hard to get by. So uh, we did King's X Music, both of those, and gave the money to him. And he, uh, to his credit, he said he was taken care of from other ways, and he forwarded the money that we gave him onto other people. He asked to give it back. He said, "Hey, is there some way we can give some somebody else?" And I told him, I said, "Well, we're doing this for you, so you, we don't need a receipt." On right what on. you did with the money, you just take it and put it wherever you need it. And Pay said, it forward, kind yeah. of thing. That's yeah. awesome, so, man. So he did, and then and then we just started picking drummers. You know, we went to, with your went ahead and got the Picaro, Bonham, and Peart out of the way because we knew that we were going to do those. Right. And um, Ludwig offered to build uh, a replica kit on Drummers Jam four five of. The Neil Peart kit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like, awesome. We were like, all right, how are we going to build this kit? Right. And as, you know, if you heard Kevin Murphy that night, he's like, everybody on that side of the room bring even number toms. Everybody on this <laughs> side bring odd number toms. And then he goes, everybody bring their symbols. Right. And so um, so we ended up like just um, doing that one. And, and when they when they built that drum kit, it, it raised it to another level. Like, right. oh, now we got to – Ludwig is like, okay, we're going to do a – a replica kit every time now. Right. Then they did one for Stuart Copeland, and then 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 the Alex one seven. I think that's the one that really put us on the map and really started everything. Because Alex asked me through John Douglas, "What replica kit is Ludwig building?" And I said, "Your seventy-eight Silver Sparkle three tom thing." And he goes, "That's not a replica kit." 
Like, and I was like, well, what do you want us to do? It's kind of already being built. And he, he said, how about I just send you mine? Wow. And then it just started. Then, you, yeah. know, it, you know, you can go through the history books on all of that and what, what all he did and donated money and donated all this stuff to the charity. And it just got, now there was this bar that we had to. Right on. That's why I'm talking to you right now is why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so then um, number eight was Phil Collins. Phil, Phil Collins showed up. Uh, in the terms of sending videos, sending autograph items, was real supportive. Nine was Steve Smith. He took part by introducing the show via phone, sending autograph items, video. Ten was Clyde Stubblefield. Of course, unfortunately, he couldn't be there. Uh, right. He had just passed away. Uh, Eleven was uh, a real special one to me. Pat. Pat Torpy. He, uh, I, that one... I went ahead and went with, he's my favorite German. We're doing this one, damn it. Yep, right you know? on. Yeah. And, uh, when well, he was here for that. And he's the first one that showed up. Right. That actually came. He brought Billy Sheehan with him. And, uh, he was in really bad health, but he still showed up. And he still, he paid his own way here. Uh, we tried to give him everything he wanted. He didn't, he didn't want anything. I said, what, what do you need from us? And he said, water. Wow. <laughs> and then, uh, and Billy said, we said, what do you need? And he said, a place to plug in. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know you won't toot your own horn, but you actually played double drums with Pat that night. It, yes. It's a dream come true, and I couldn't have written it, written it in history books this way. It was his last performance, and if I would have known that night, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I, I, I have so many emotions. I, I wish I wouldn't have done it now. Because, well, but, because here I am playing with my hero. Right. My personal hero. Because how that came about is somebody goes, everybody loves Bonham. Everybody loves Peart. Everybody loves blah, blah, blah. Who really turns you on as a drummer? If anybody's yeah. listening to this right now, think about who really. Was it your percussion instructor in high school? Was it uh, some band you saw one time in a bar? Or was it a band that wasn't really well known? Or they kind of were. Who, be honest with yourself, who really formed your drumming? And my, my immediate answer was Pat Torby. Right I was on. like, oh my gosh, you know, like just right out of the gate, just him. And uh, I was like, I really wanted to do this one for him. And so when it come time to double drum, you know, hey, and it's, I do have a call on the show. So I'm like, man, I really want to do this with him. And he's like, yeah, let's double drum this song. This will be awesome. And uh, if I would have known it was going to be his last performance, I, I would I, I almost want to cry right now thinking I shouldn't have done that. And I feel bad about it right now. But I, there's no way I could have known. Right. You know, but, I, I, I mean, let myself off the hook that way. But, but it's like... Gosh dang it! I, I, why couldn't I just give him his his last? But I, hell, I didn't know. Two months later, he's going to be gone. Right, but I mean, it could have been really special for him. The kind of the the passing the torch, you know, my my family tree lives on kind of I, thing. I mean, that's how drummers work, though, David. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I get it. I but you know, hey, you know, that man was so special to me and so form. You know, the way he formed my drumming things I got from him he was so kind yeah. he told me he was, there's nothing that I won't do for this show yeah, that's he goes awesome. I'll sign whatever I'll meet greet whatever I'll fly in I'll do whatever and he really set the bar for us when you're working with other rock stars yeah you know it's like <laughs> you know like, rock stars <laughs> no, nobody can tell me well I don't do I don't. hey let me tell you about can't yeah yeah <laughs> you know we're gonna find out if you're cool real quick or not so um yeah, and you know, and for every one of these shows, uh, I always give the artists the choice of where do you want this money to go? Because all these people are giving their time, and we always try to give give the money straight to a charity or straight to somebody 
um, that needs it. Right. And I think our whole mantra is, if you can't help somebody, then why are we here? Right on. Kind of thing. And um, uh, I'm really fortunate to have done shows and everything with Tom in the past where we had a, a you know, a history and we could talk and be friends and and uh, I'm really fortunate to be doing these shows with him and him um, mentoring me in that fashion toward because every time we do these it may look organized but it's uh, well it's, it's organized chaos right I mean it, not even organized <laughs> 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 just like you know, yeah. just we're gonna throw the dart over that direction. And we hope we don't hit somebody. We don't care if we hit the wall. We just hope we don't injure anybody. Well, but I mean, you know, it, we're pre-show right now. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's starting to roll in. You know, doors are opening uh, about an hour before the show, and you know, sound check went smoothly. I mean, it's going to be a great event, no doubt. Now tonight is a tribute to Joey Kramer, yes, uh, of Aerosmith. So. Talk to me a little bit about, first of all, what song are you doing tonight? Uh, Chip Away at the Stone. Oh, okay. That's that's one um, of my, my faves. My first pick. I'm just going to be flat out honest here. Well, yeah, you my, should be. My first pick was Magic Touch off the Permanent Vacation record. Oh, wow. And I really wanted to deep do that. Deep track. Yeah, well, yeah. I like deep tracks, but that was my first Aerosmith. I mean, it was I saw them in 88 of that year on that tour, so okay. it was kind of it was a real special one to me. And that's that song just rocks. Yeah, I mean, it it's does. just a, it's a barn burner, and you can't do that and not, yeah, get some pain on you. And so, I wanted to do that one, and then the guys from Rock Residency are playing tonight. Of course, we're doing the farewell show tomorrow here, right. ironically. Right. And um, found out they were going to be the band, and I said, "Well, I want to do this song." And they and they said, "Well, they, they they're playing with Ace Frehley, they're playing with Gene Simmons, they're playing with." They're like, you know, we got too much on our plate. We don't want to learn a song, but we will. And I said, the only body, the only way I want to play that song is if somebody knows it right. as well as I do, deeply as I do, because now they're going to be guessing at it. And I think I've got enough oil under my skin to go. I know how this is going to go. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're going to go up there. We're going to train wreck, and we're going to, you know, it's going to be bad. So not that it would be bad, but it wasn't going to go the way it would in your head. Right, right, right. And I went, you know, what would be a lot bigger of me if I just went ahead and and picked a song that they did know and I yeah. loved and I grew up with and I was the other one and immediately I was like pick one that you automatically know that you can just play right now it was Chip Away at the Stone cool. because they, they, it, was on, it was an MTV video hit I, I knew this when I was 12 yeah. I'm like if I don't know it today then I need to stop so now watch me go tank no 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 you're, you, no, you're gonna you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine alright so last question I know you gotta get ready for the show but tell me your best Tom Hurst story Mm. I wrote that question and I don't know one right now. <laughs> um, Speaking of the see, devil, he's right here behind me. Yeah, we're we're gonna grab him, so he, yeah. he doesn't know it yet. Um, let's see. All right, so in some of these shows, you know, there's there's a thing called good cop, bad cop, <laughs> and. Tom's a wonderful, wonderful man, but he can be the bad cop yeah. real easy, and I can be the good cop. And because that's just our nature, we both know. I mean, not in a bad way. Just when somebody needs to be told what's up, he's the man I go to. Right. You know, and I'll be soft with him, and we both play the good things. And you know, because we got a lot of you know, when you're doing a show like this, and as success, successful as it is, you get a lot of rats get the cheese, and yeah, yeah, people yeah. have their own ideas and whatever. And uh, one of the situations at one of the shows, we. The things weren't handled properly, and they weren't allowing in some of our performers. 
Oh, that's not. And good. we were like, dude, you know this guy's performing. Well, it's sold out, so it's a. I'm like, you don't understand. People paid money to see this person. And yeah. fire marshal bill. Yeah, and, I, and I was like, well, fine, I'll go get Tom. Tom's gonna come back, and you're dead. Yeah. And I was like, Tom, this guy's <laughs> not letting in so and so and so and so. And Tom goes, okay, guys, I think we can talk this out. <laughs> I looked at him. I was like. Who are you? <laughs> you're, you're supposed to have the axe. You're handle. supposed to be like ready for blood right now, and you're being all nice. I'm like, do we switch roles? I'm like, what the hell? So I was that's like, fantastic. Like, be mean, damn it. That's, that's so great. <laughs> and, and I was trying to, you know, it was just funny, man. Well, it's a fantastic event, and you know, this is number thirteen. Yeah, this is going to go on forever. We hope. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I. I talked to Tom about it before, and I was like, you know, now that we know what we're doing, because the first five or six, we were just kind of shooting for the moon and just kind of whatever. And thankfully, they, because of uh, some of our sponsors and, and the support of the other drummers and people, it's turned into this, yeah. uh, which I never would have dreamed of. But um, I think I wouldn't mind going back and doing some of the other ones and yeah. doing them, doing them uh, the way we're doing them now. Like go back, so, go back knowing, and, knowing what you know today. Yes, yeah, yeah. Re, re, go, redo them. Go back and do another Picaro. Go back and do another, Co- oh, well, Copeland, or go back, especially like a Neil Peart. That was a deal now. Yeah, because of that drum kit. That was. I think there's some still people lost behind that drum kit that we didn't find. But I mean, <laughs> it's like, you know, I think we can. I don't know. There's a lot of other drummers to cover. Let me put that. We could, we could do this for a while. Yeah, for sure. But and I, we want to do it properly. And do names of drummers that draw, but also turn on drummers in a because uh, you you could do some drummers like I'm not going to name names, but all right, drummers know who Steve Gadd is. Yeah, sure. But your mother doesn't. Right, right. You know right. that that's our point is you know somebody some housewives and you know soccer dads or whatever are going to go oh yeah Aerosmith and they don't know Joey Kramer but they know. They know Dream On. They, yeah, right. So, so yeah. you can you can bring him in with the Aerosmith thing, and or the name of the band or the hits. Um, but we also want to keep the drummers excited. Yeah, about, for sure. And you never know because sometimes they're like, ah, eh, this is eh, I'm not into this. But then you will find like five of them go, dude, this was my guy in high school. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. That or this is my. I requested this song. I know tonight, Mark Poise, Poise's Um He requested to play. Jaded, I think. Yeah. Uh, and he said, as soon as he heard it was a Joey Kramer, he's like, dude, I want Jaded. He goes, I never request one, but this is the one I want. He said, uh, because it was, uh, he had just got his first China symbol. Oh, wow. And it's like, there's a China symbol in like every other bar. It's like, yeah. So that was his jam. Yeah. So he was like, mm. and then he goes, oh, yeah, do we have a China symbol? <laughs> I That's said, I said bring yours. He goes, I don't own one. I'm like, well, that kind of went left. But yeah. anyway, we'll see what he does tonight. Uh, okay. I told him to bring one. I got to stand ready for him if he brings one. But but it's exciting to hear people get excited for. Yeah. There's a story I would have never known yeah. by him. My favorite thing about the drummers jams though is not only the charity. That's that's a given. Of every time it goes to a different charity, we pick one each time of who's in need. But I love hearing stories of the jobs that it created people that never met each other yeah or never would have been in a room together like because of loud jams and drummers jam uh jeff coffee ended up in the band chicago wow 
yeah, because they, he met people at these shows at the Loud Jams and Drummers Jams and. Well, that's one of the first things I noticed today yeah. is just the camaraderie. And, you know, everybody's kind of back here in the green room hanging out, having a good time, yeah. swapping road tales and yeah, studio man. tales. It's, this is fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it, it, without it sounding too damn cheesy, it's, it creates fellowship, creates opportunity for people. It's, it's a good, it, it's a big, massive hug. Yeah, amongst, for sure. Amongst everybody. And, you know, this is where people. This is a good uh, meet for people needing somebody needing a drummer, somebody needing a bass player, somebody needing. Oh yeah, I met met this guy last night at the drummer's jam or loud jams or whatever. And it it's just good. It is. Yeah. This is good, man. So thank you for doing it. Oh, thanks and, for being here, man. Well, thanks for having us. You know, I mean, <laughs> this is great, and uh, you know, we we look forward to seeing the show here in just a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely, thank David. You. Thanks, brother. I thank appreciate you, brother. it, man. See ya. I also had the honor of sitting down with the other co-founder of Nashville Drummer's Jam, Tom Hurst. All right, backstage at Nashville Drummer's Jam 13, I am joined by co-founder Tom Hurst. Tom, how's it going? Great. Good to be here, Jamie. Thank you. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. So I had David a couple of minutes ago and kind of talked about the germination of Nashville Drummer's Jam. It's just such a fantastic event. And I've, you know, the show's still, you know, 45 minutes away and I've had an absolute blast today. It's it's been fantastic. Thank you. Tell me your kind of side of, of the Nashville Drummers Jam story. You know, I think David said, you know, I, I'm thinking about doing this thing for, for Jerry Gaskell. Right. You know, how did you get involved? And, and I know it's from Loud Jams, but sure. tell us a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, really, it, uh, it came from David talking to me. You know, I think like he probably told you, he had seen Brian Tishy's Bonzo Bash and was really thought that was a neat event. Him being a Ludwig guy, you know, he was hip to that. Of I'd, course. I've never attended that. And uh, we'd only probably been doing our Loud Jams for maybe a year or so back Okay. In 2011 and he you know mentioned it to me he said you know i know you've been getting into this and organizing things and i'd also had started booking some groups like i would book feature groups on the loud jams uh we also brought in i think virgil donati and um oh gosh uh marco's group marco miniman with brian beller the trio the oh, yeah, ar- yeah. aristocrats so i was booking some of that so he knew i was used to some of the logistics and he just called me one day you know and talked to me also talked to kevin murphy and you know, I, I we you know both said, hey, I'd be happy to do it. And he knew that I had kind of started Loud Jam so that my friend Chris Nix was new to town, could meet people and kind of just get a chance to play with a lot of folks. And Chris and I had done the Power Triplets in Florida. So that was really the initial outgrowth. And he brought it up. And so we started planning it. And ironically enough, I couldn't play on the first show. I think I had to play. I was playing, <laughs> I was playing with some uh, uh, variety band called Burning Las Vegas that night in Knoxville. So I coordinated the show with him, putting it together, but did not play on the very first drummer jam. That's hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, typical. I, I co-founded this, and I can't be there. Yeah. Sorry. You know, <laughs> I was playing. I was playing. You know, all your best brick house. And yeah. Well, and typical, so. typical drummer right. schedule, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how it happens for us. Well, you know. So one of the things that I'm trying to get from all of the drummers today, I've been asking them. You know, tell me your favorite. You know, performance that you've had at yeah. Nashville Drummers Jam, or by you or anybody else. Sure. Sure. I um I, I know probably one of my personal favorite performances to watch was Marcus Finney and Jeremy Roberson on our James Brown show a couple years ago. They were just insane. They took it to like whole nother levels. I mean, they were just, I think, I want to say they were doing funky drumming. They're doing one of the iconic James tunes. Right. But then they sort of, we just like said, let them open it up because they're both amazing soloists. And it it just went to the stratosphere of great (laughs) ideas. They're just like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, I got that here. So that would probably be the one, one of the really memorable ones. Of course, things with 
Pat, you know, it was just so, it was just yeah. neat to have him here. And he's such a beautiful guy and just, you know, really, really going to miss him. Um, and then personally, the one that was probably the most frightening for me was uh, the Neil Pert well, <laughs> because I kind of, I of ca- course it was. Oh, yeah, I'd I bit mean, off more than I could chew. I, uh, J- Chris kind of, was sort of you know goading me on as he's wont to do um my cousin was a huge rush fan and it always tried to get me to play as a kid and i, I could barely play under my thumb by the stones you know? and he's like want me to play like jacob's ladder when i was in middle school and I'm like, man i don't even understand this stuff so i'd always and my cousin passed away and i thought in his honor i wanted to do the the yyz the you know oh, the exit yeah. stage left with the drum solo well that thing took me about three weeks to transcribe the solo and they all know what a nerd I am. I'm trying to like write out everything Neil played and then, and I can't remember, I'm terrible at memorizing stuff. So, yeah. so that one, that was the, the, probably the most memorable to come out of the drum solo and back into the tune. I was like, Oh, thank God I made it. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's my most memorable one. I'd say that's fantastic. I mean, we all have those amen moments Oof. as drummers, you know? And I, I mean, first of all, yeah. if you put a gun to my head right now, yeah. I wouldn't even attempt it. No, there's no trust me there's no way well and to be around these guys and that particular show was such a murderer's row lineup they always are but i mean i think i was like coming up you know it's one of the first times we'd maybe who we had somebody i you know somebody incredible on right before me right after me i think it's one of the first times ray luzier may have played i forget yeah and everyone was just tearing it up billy freeman was thankfully after me he did la via strangiata and it was just no, <laughs> nobody wanted to follow that because billy's billy's a straight up assassin but yeah that's exactly it it's that feeling of like it's your spit of your stomach. You're sick all day because you're like, God, I'm gonna embarrass myself. But it's cool to have all the guys, you know, cheering you on. It kind of yeah. carries you through too. Well, and I think that's the thing about drummers, you know. Yeah. And, and David even yeah. said, you know, guitar players all hate each other, you know. <laughs> and, and I mean, we joke about it on the drum shuffle all the time. Sure. We have this fraternal thing as drummers, and we all root for each other. Yeah. And you know, I know that there's a little bit of, oh my God, I wonder, you know, if yeah. Tom's gonna make it through this. I'm Sure, yeah, you know, yeah. everybody's standing there waiting for you to train wreck so they can rib you about Absolutely. it. You know, Absolutely. But it's all good nature. You know? it, it is all good nature. Because you respect what the other guy's doing. And, you know, to be fair, I, that's what I've been teasing Chris. I'm like, look at you playing so well with others. I mean, the, tonight is more like the National Guitar Jam. We've got an amazing lineup of guitar players on this show. And that's a total testament to Chris. You know, he's gone out and gotten just, I mean, the cat's meow players. So well, and you have to when you're talking about Whitford yeah. and Perry, yeah, exactly. right? I mean, that's one of the great guitar duos of all time, up there with Taylor Richards, yeah. you know, uh, you know, uh, Harrison uh, Lennon, you know. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's just. It is one of the iconic guitar duos of all time. On each show, you know, that's one of my favorite things about Drummer Jam is that it's, it might have the name Drummer Jam. It's really about the music, is that we yeah. really try and go down the rabbit hole. And I mean, again, here I was sweating bullets on YYZ. Chris learned 25 Rush tunes. He was the only, <laughs> I, well, I shouldn't say that. I, that's not fair. I think Phil Schaus and the guys played a one-off 2112. There were, but I think Chris, at least he played in the low 20s, memorized all that Rush stuff, nailed it. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be lucky tonight to remember back in the saddle again. Well, I mean, I think it takes a special breed. And I mean, obviously, we're, you know, Nashville's the music city. You could throw a rock out that window over there and hit a great player. Yeah, absolutely. You you know, so, I mean, that's what's cool about 
drummers jam, loud jams. Yep. It's all these guys that come together, and and it's just such a you know the camaraderie is great. Yeah. You know, I was telling David, I've already had a blast. You know, already just talking with everybody. It's well, awesome. That's the thing. As the night goes along, you'll really see. I think that's the part that's so cool. Is there's so many things. You tomorrow night is the rock residency. They have their big final, big finale. I mean, that thing's a who's who. I've been. It's been here at Mercy, and we've seen. I remember one time they had Gene Simmons come in. You know, surprise and unannounced got up and played. You know, it's a who's who of people. Same thing with Tyson. Leslie's rare hair. Uh, you've got the girls that do collective. Uh, excuse me. Um, uh, Soul Vibes Collective. There's just so much happening, and it's all high quality. I mean, you go to the shows, and one person after another, you know, uh, what's Hailstorm? You know, Lizzie Hale will be up yeah. there from you know, on, on the residency, and so, you know, that's this is kind of special for us because those guys were involved with us in the early days. I think before they might have even started the residency, uh, rock residency, I'm referring to, and so it's neat to have them back as hosts. You know, and Jeremy and Philip and and Ryan Cook. Yeah. You know, so, but that's like you said, it's the we are all fans of one another, and there's genuine admiration. And so it's just neat, you know, and, and that's how I always tell people because I get, we get, David and I get it a lot. You know, we get a lot of, hey, how do I get on that? It's, it's like, it doesn't really work like that. It's, I said, it's a lot of friends. I said, you get invited. You know, I said, loud jams, just hit me up. I'll put you on it. Right. You know, drummer jams, a bit more of it was David's vision. And we just have a, a small circle of people who started. And then they bring in selected people like, you know, like we said, hey, we ought to have Chris Frazier, you know, from Foreigner, White Snake. And it is like Chris points out, it's, you know, we're trying to raise money for charity. We got to get people through the door. This is a ticketed event. We try and put people, People who have a lot of marquee value. <laughs> I always joke, I would definitely not be on this show if I didn't happen to coordinate it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You're, you're full of it. No, That's but you a, know what I mean. Yeah, I like, I'm certainly not, you know, like, oh, playing for Taylor Swift halfway around the world, Matt Billingsley. You know, that's the that's the level of player that we're putting on this. And so that's why I tell, it's definitely not a matter of like, you know, there's so many great players. We'd love to have them. That's kind of what Loud Jams is for. We do that, that eight, nine times a year. Come on. You know, we got 20 spots every month. Right on. So Right know. on, for sure. Well, and I have to ask mm-hmm. before we wrap up, I sure. know you got to get ready yeah, for the what. show, but... You got to tell me your favorite David Parks story because I ask him the same question. Yeah. I'm going to make you refer back to the to the podcast or the video to, to hear what he said. Well, I, I happen to hear him going by. I know the one he's talking about with me over at, at Exit In. I know, and it's for once me normally who I'm the bull in the china shop, and I was actually being nice, but um, I'm normally the 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 bad cop. David is definitely the nice guy. He's got a heart of gold. Um, no, I have a mine's not really as much drummer jam related. It's really just meeting David. Is that I I met him on stage on the uh, CMA Fest in 2000, I want to say seven, you have to double, I think it was, he was working for Woodlow Cash and I was with a guy named Trent Tomlinson and we were just on, I think he had just was finishing and we were getting, back in those days you'd kind of A-B on the river right. stage and I just remember thinking, man this guy's a blast, he's spinning him sticks beating the crap out of the drums you know he just has such a big sound and I immediately liked him, you know I'm just watching him, he's a yeah. lot of fun and I'm like I hope he's as cool a person as he seems like as a player and meeting him of course he's even more, he's just this big lovable huggy guy yeah and so we were like instant buds you know so that's kind of my that's really my number one dave if there's anything it's just what a heart of gold the dude has and has such a heart for others you know he's he's really the driving force of this i just help him with this and then of course chris is the talent but uh dave is definitely he is drummer jam as far as yeah. i'm concerned well i mean you guys have done uh just an awesome job with it it's a it's a great event a great organization you know yeah. uh david was kind of talking about i said well it's kind of like organized chaos and he was like it's not even organized really you know it's, like, it's just chaos sort of like oh yeah know. we got to do that again we better get on it yeah no <laughs> doubt but it's such a fantastic uh event so thanks for doing it of can't, course, can't wait to see many many more and thanks for stopping by i can't wait to have you on the podcast oh, absolutely for buddy. a full episode i'd be honored thank absolutely. you absolutely thanks you, brother. brother thanks man 
Here's one of the busiest studio session cats in Nashville, Jerry Rowe. And I've got Jerry Rowe here with me, Nashville session cat. How's it going, Jerry? Uh, pretty good. Yourself? Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, jumping on here with us. Sure, I appreciate no problem. it. Yeah. Cool. So um, David and Tom wanted me to ask everybody, you know, tell us about your experience. How many years have you been doing Nashville Drummers Jam? This is actually my first Nashville Drummers Jam. So this is your first Nashville Drummers Jam. Now, yes. have you attended some of these events in the past? It's been a comedy of errors with me. I've, I've either been working or out of town in general. So this is the first one that I was available to do. Okay. It's perfect timing. I got and, you. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right, awesome. So, do you have a favorite David or Tom story you can share with us? You know, uh, and the and the more you make fun of them, the better. I've been told. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't really have that many stories about David and Tom. I've known them mostly in the periphery. Sure. Uh, because I don't tend to get out much. <laughs> because you live in a studio. Basically, I live in the studio. I'm in a band that plays a lot elsewhere in the country okay but uh, i've always had nice dealings with tom we mostly have played other nights uh, i've done a lot of rear hair nights i've done some metal fests and tom and david have been around they've always been great right 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 so, right yeah. that's awesome man so um so i understand you are doing last child tonight am, is that correct okay yes. so tell me a little bit about joey kramer's influence on your playing over the years well, Joey and uh, the first four album era of Aerosmith is some of the coolest and weirdest blues rock. Uh, <laughs> it's like straight but swings and uh, it's just really loud. Uh, you know, I think uh, Back in the Saddle is one of the, the best tracks ever recorded. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but um, Last Child actually has the swung straight thing that I like so much about them where Joey, Joey's playing very bombastic and loud. Everybody's kind of swinging above him. Yes. And it creates a perfect rock feel to me that I've always really enjoyed. Absolutely. Well, all those Jack Douglas records, I, you know, I, it seemed to be, and you said it's some of the, you know, weirdest blues rock ever. Yeah. But all of those Jack Douglas records that they did were just so raw. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, you're, you're a Nashville studio cat, you know, and I, I'm sure you've done raw sessions, the polished sessions, you know, it's just, I, I think most of that stuff was recorded live on the floor. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it was, well, I know for a fact back in the saddles recorded at least that track, if not the whole record in the rehearsal space. Really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know it was a rehearsal space recording. That's well, the story goes at least where they were doing pre-pro they brought, um, they came in to see how it was going and decided to just record there. So I guess like the kick drum was running through two SVT 810s behind the drum kit. Nice. And they just left it on. That's and, killer, yeah, man. Part of the sound. That's I mean, it's just awesome. So so tell us a little bit about what you've got going on. You said you're you're out with your band on the road doing some stuff. Tell yeah, us about it. I'm in a uh, sludge, hardcore metal rock punk duo <laughs> called friendship commanders uh and we're really incredibly loud uh it's a big wash it's really fun we just put out a record we made with steve albini on october 4th october nice. 5th sorry uh so we're touring all over next year when i'm in town i just play on sessions that's how i pay the bills and, cool yeah. so what what's some of your favorite session work that you've done the newest leanne womack record that came out I think it was uh, maybe last October. Yeah. I forget exactly when it came out, but we did that down in Houston. I played a 60s Rogers kid on the whole thing, 2012-14, tuned up to jazz. Killer. That's a big highlight. Um, 
And uh, I'm trying to think of what else I can. T- I've worked with Rodney Crowell and Emilio Harris a bunch over the years. Oh wow, man! Yeah. Just, I mean, uh, that's just massive right there. Yeah. Rodney Crowell is a songwriting machine. Yeah, that Big guy time. is just awesome. So that's yeah. that's got to be a highlight for anybody. Yeah, and you know, I'm trying to get the the more the smaller scale stuff. The Grantley Phillips from Grantley Buffalo. I've done his last two records, and he's a dear friend. And, oh, and that's always killer, had a great man! Time with him. Yeah. So you're just doing all kinds of good stuff out there. I hope so. <laughs> Yeah. You hope so. I hope it's good. No, we, we. I think it's good. I'm trying. Yeah, no, we know it's good. Yeah. So I can't wait to get you on the show for a full hour long episode. So I'm going to make sure we exchange information yeah, so we please. can do that for sure. I like so, that a lot. Yeah, man, you'll you'll have to come on the show uh, before the tour starts, and then you'll have to come back after the tour and tell yeah. us how it went. Yeah, tell you about my injuries. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. let let's hope not. <laughs> right from your lips to God's ears, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Jerry man thanks so much i appreciate the time good luck out there tonight thank you all right thanks man yeah have a good one you too i was super excited to sit down for just a minute with jay took jay is in one of the great new americana bands out there the steel woods here's jay i am joined by jay took jay how's it going man pretty good man how are you i'm doing great so uh first of all what song are you doing tonight uh i am opening the show with ragdoll oh cool yeah that's a good one to open up with yeah that's pretty awesome so have you done the nashville drummers jam before i have yeah i got i was on the uh, phil collins one that was the first one i did um and uh then i did the clyde stubblefield oh okay cool yeah so some james brown stuff yeah it was a good time so you got some funk in you a little bit <laughs> I try my best at least. I, I hear you. Well, I, I probably wouldn't undertake it, but you know, it's uh, it, it's awesome. So, um, Nashville Drummers Jam is just such a great event for drummers. You know, I mean, all of us get together, hang out, talk, have a great time. It's for charity. I mean, it's just fantastic. Um, tell me what Nashville Drummers Jam means to you, man. I'll tell you. It's. I was telling this to my wife the other day. It's. It's crazy because. Every time I've been asked to do it, I'm on stage with all these big name guys, and I'm a relatively new drummer to town, you know. And, yeah. and you know, I, I haven't I haven't been in Modern Drummer, I haven't been on the cover. So for me, it's it it's pretty humbling just to be asked. Like it's it's pretty special experience yeah. for me. I really I really enjoy it. I'm happy to to be a part of it. So. Well, I mean, you know, certainly I'm never going to be on the cover of Modern Drummer, and I'm probably never going to play one of these things, but I'm excited just to take part, you know, from the podcast angle. This is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, this, man. It really is. I mean, you're just back here in the green room. We're sitting around and seeing all these guys walk around. And you're just like, can't believe there's this much talent in one room. It's some pretty heavy company. You it know? really yeah. is. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Um, so tell me, and it can be you, it can be anybody, but what's one of your favorite performances that you've seen at Drummer's Jam? Oh, man. Uh, There's so many. Yeah, really. I mean, I, I tend to gravitate, like, I'm, I'm a, I take pride in, in being a, what am I trying to say here? Um, I love watching guys that are just laying it down like a heavy pocket. For me, really, the, the Phil Collins one was the best. Um, Phil was such a big influence on my playing when I was a kid, and you know I tore that stuff apart. And um, Rich Redmond's, uh, oh, I, I can't remember what song he did on that, but him and uh, I think it was Ray Luzier did one together. And, I, and if I got that wrong, I'm sorry, guys. But um, but really, like that one for me, of all the ones that I've been to, pretty much the whole night was great because it's just it's great songs with yeah. really simple but very musical drumming parts. You know, like I I, I kind of view Phil Collins as this extension of you know what would Ringo do 
you know. Yeah. But louder and, you know, dare I say it, a little more facility maybe. You know, Ring- and Ringo's a big part of my heart too. Sure. But, but uh, yeah, pretty much that whole night, everything about it was amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, I can only imagine you say Ray and Rich Redmond on stage together. I, I can't even begin to imagine. It was that. definitely the loudest song of the night. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've I've heard that uh, you know they make Ray go last because they have to change the heads when he gets done. I believe that. I, you know, I just saying. I heard that through the grapevine. Yeah. I'm not saying if it's true or not. So, Ray, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite David Parks or Tom Hurst story? Well, it would be, I mean, I keep going back to that Phil Collins one, but if uh, Tom and I had met uh, through a mutual friend of ours not long before that one, and he and I had just gotten together at his place to have coffee and kind of get to know each other a bit like Tom does. He's so he's so giving to, yeah. you know, the newer guys in town and anybody that's moving here trying to do the thing. And, uh, you know, Tom just said, hey, uh, somebody backed out. Do you want to come do drummer jam and I was blown away and and I had this uh, but in my head I was like man when I saw them introduce it I was like man it'd be so cool if I could do Easy Lover and I'm like what song and he goes Easy Lover and I was like yes you know, <laughs> so, you know it just I mean both those guys are, are so sweet and, 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 and giving like that's that's the big thing that you don't always find in uh, in an industry like ours where, where people are considerate and kind and, and and take care of other people and are looking out for other people's best interests before their own yeah. you know and that's that's a big thing about those two guys is that is that uh, David and Tom they're you know they give you the shirt off their back if they could and anything that they can do to help they will do you know and yeah. I really respect that about them yeah for sure well and you know I mean it's a competitive business you know for sure, yeah. Let, let's you know we'll make no bones about it because yeah. if you if you mess up a gig somebody else will come in and eat your lunch yeah kinda, basically kind of thing but drummers have this special you know camaraderie and I've said this all day long today this is just an awesome atmosphere, you know, for anybody, not just drummers, just a music lover to come watch this show. For sure, yeah. It's it's amazing to get this much talent in a room and everybody has a good time. You know, there's no egos. Yeah, and that's that's the, there's that's the thing about about drummers I think is that, you know, we're we're such nerds about what we do. You know, like like we hit, we we're an odd bunch. We hit things for a living. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. I, I think there's I think there's some camaraderie there in that, you know, we're we're a different breed of, of animal. I, I think there's something to that, Jay. You, yeah. you, you, may, you may need to uh, try to trademark that or something because there's something to that. You know, I, there's a reason why there aren't, you know, seven drummers in a band, right? I mean, nobody else could be in the van or, or on the bus, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a, and with the backline costs would be un, uncontrollable. Well, <laughs> true that. So, uh, well, cool, man. We'll look forward to seeing you out there. Can't wait to have you on the show for a full episode yeah, man. And, and, and catch up. Uh, so, have a good time. And thanks for stopping by, brother. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. I got to steal a few minutes with Mark Poise from Tyler Farr's band. Here's Mark. I'm with Mark Poise. Mark, welcome to the drum shuffle and and the and the and the video for Drummer's Jam. I appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Cool, man. So, um, how many uh, Drummer's Jams have you taken part in? Oh my gosh, Um, I should have thought about that today. Um, (laughs) I would say. Probably six or seven. Wow. Okay. I, I yeah. I'm, I've been very fortunate, uh, you know, to to be on their mind when they're scheduling these things, and uh, it's always an honor every time. Yeah. Um, and this one's definitely a special one for me too. You know, from 
growing up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about that. You know, was Joey a, a huge influence on you growing up? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've studied, you know, went to school to study and, and have played all, all genres of music, but it really came back to, like, when I was learning the snare drum in fifth grade in, in band, I was really going home and every day had the radio on and just sit on my drum kit and play for two, three hours until I got told to stop, you know? Right, right on. And and that was really how I learned. I mean, I learned nine-stroke rolls in, in class, but then I learned how to play all these songs just with the radio. Right. Um, so, I mean, Aerosmith is, is like you know bigger than a small part of what comes on the radio you know so yeah joey's um his tone i mean more even more than joey like that whole band what they exude uh became a big part of how i heard music and how i approach music yeah for sure for sure well you know and i've been talking to other drummers today obviously and we were just talking about just how incredible aerosmith is oh yeah you know i mean name a bad aerosmith record can can <laughs> you do it? That's, yeah, that's the thing. I I um I remember the first time I saw him live. Somebody, a friend of mine, had won tickets, um, and it was at. Uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania. It was in Hershey Park Stadium, the, the biggest place that any show would be was yeah. there. And I remember he was nosebleed of the nosebleeds, and as soon as they came out, I was just stunned. I had never I'd never felt starstruck before. Like I'd seen you know see my share of shows as a you know, teenager at that point, but I had never like been blindsided by like a presence so much as as I don't remember what tune they even opened with but I had never felt that feeling before and honestly you never feel it again since like that first time is just like getting hit by a truck yeah it is I mean it, for me it was Motley Crue yeah you know and, and the first time seeing Tommy Lee count off yeah. that song like, and you were these, just like these people are alive they're yeah. real they're right there yeah and here they, they are and, and not only do my eyes tell me that but my ears unmistakably tell me that yeah for sure it's it's a very emotional thing for, for a young player no doubt about it so tell me um you know I, the, uh, tom and david wanted me to ask everybody you know tell me about one of your favorite performances either you or another drummer on the drummer's jam um let me think i'll tell you what the, i was just getting a shower and getting dressed before coming here and i didn't have my song in my head for tonight I, I ended up with the song in my head that I played last drummer's jam and we honored Pat Torpy yeah um, and I played take cover and it was it was really cool uh, obviously hindsight's 2020 and, and it had even more importance looking back because Pat, Pat passed about a month later um, but it was incredible because he you know watched me play his part and we, we talked about our, our mutual love for Dave Garibaldi which which was sort of what that part grew out of right and but Pat was in his own way an influence on me as well even though Dave Garibaldi is also one and that was just really special and he said some incredibly kind words to me right as I came off stage um, and that's something I'll never forget because of the personal element of it that's awesome um, do you have a favorite Tom or David story <laughs> you know now, now we're a PG-13 yeah no <laughs> It, I'll tell you what, it, it is all, this is all pure love here. Uh, I moved to Nashville about five and a half years ago, and uh, I was in town a week. I, I knew one person in this city, and uh, the drum shop I used to teach at, Resurrection Drums down in South Florida, um, the owner called me up and said, hey, man, I got a buddy up there, Tom Hurst, he's going to give you a call, and, and you guys meet up. So long story short, Tom calls me out of the blue and says, hey, man, I just talked to Jeff Lee about you. Uh, we need to get lunch. Let's get today, tomorrow. What? Let's get lunch. 
so we, we go meet uh, Mitchell's Deli in East Nashville, and from that day forward, Tom has, old, like, purely based on the recommendation of a, a mutual friend, Tom opened up his whole world to me. And uh, I, I credit that, you know, that leads to other introductions, other opportunities, people hearing you play. Uh, he was gracious enough to put me on the Jeff Percaro drummer's jam. I forget whether that qualifies as two or three. Uh, in, in 2013, I had been, he knew me for like two months. He said, hey, man, why don't you play, play a tune on this thing? That's awesome. And, and I, I, I can't describe how, how uh, much love I have for him and, and his big heart and, and all that he does. Um, because I'm a, a direct beneficiary of it. So that, that's the story. If I have to tell a story about Tom, that's the one I'm going to tell. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, you know, it's PG. You know, yeah, that, that yeah. met our rating scale. Yeah, so yeah. No, no party stories here. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so uh, what is uh, what does the rest of 18 look like for you, and, and how is 19 shaping up? What are you going to be doing? Uh, 18 is effectively done. I mean, I, this week I'm teaching a couple of lessons. I have one recording session, and... And that's it for the school year, so to speak. Uh, January is is actually starting out nothing on the road, but fortunately I have a bunch of session calls that came in for other, you know, full lengths for other artists, so that made me really happy. Um, And I'll start up with Tyler Farr again on the road in February. And I, I haven't seen the list of dates yet. They like to keep us in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen some like February. the drummer's always the last yeah, guy. Yeah, I've know. seen some February, March, but I'm like, they're like, oh, we're doing we're doing a bunch of dates. You know, they gave a ballpark, but you're like, I only see like ten of them. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, should should be another great year. Always always thankful for that and, and hopeful that it continues. Fantastic. Now, what song are you doing tonight? I'm playing Jaded. Okay, awesome. So, so, so Tom was telling me a story about you. He said that that you jumped on that and said, "Man, that song was yeah. huge when I got my first China symbol." Yes. And there's like a China symbol, or no, it was David that was telling me yep. about it. Yeah. Said, you know, there's a China like every two bars. Every two bars in the verses, and I, it, it actually probably it sounds like it's an overdub actually because yeah. there's a beautiful layering of stuff in there, even though it's not busy at all. And uh, Jaded, I had just got my first China played, and that song was such a huge hit that like it'll you know other every Aerosmith song I love everything as much as everybody else but that was such like I wore out my first China symbol to that song yeah for sure and I was like 15 whatever 15 14 something and that's to me that nothing will ever be bigger than that because of what it was isn't it amazing how those things just kind of ingrain themselves into you? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it, it's like, you know, it, during my generation, I'm quite a bit older than you. It was like when I got my first set of Roto Toms. Totally. You know, and, and you could do like Tom Sawyer, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, you know it, it's just, it's ingrained in us as players. Yeah. And, and you will always associate those tones with that song or songs forever in your career, you know? So I, I've never requested, actually ever requested a specific song with a drummer's jam, but as soon as Chris Nix told me we were doing Joey Kramer, I was like, man, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody cares about this song, but I love it. Could, could I please play Jaded? Unless, you know, unless, you know, Kingpin guy, right. you know, there's, there's several. It's like, well, if you want it, you can have it, but I'd love to play it. And I was so happy that, that there was no contest. Man, that's fantastic. Well, hey, thanks for stopping by. Good luck tonight. Thank I you. can't wait to have you on the drum shuffle for a full episode. I would love that. Absolutely, love man. That. Thank thanks you. so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. The man with quite possibly the biggest drumming gig on earth, Matt Billingsley of Taylor Swift. I am joined by Matt Billingsley. Matt, how's it going, brother? Going great, man. Good. How are you? I'm good, man. You enjoying some time off? How, how, how many dates did you do with uh, with Taylor? Uh, we did 
53 or 54 shows. Okay, and you, yeah. you finished up in Japan, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, so you, you're back stateside. Are you enjoying a few days off? It's been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Catching up on uh, house projects and uh, family time. Dude, I feel you, man. I feel you. Hey, so Nashville Drummers Jam, tell me what this event means to you. H- have you done these before? Yes. Yeah, I've done uh, uh, maybe two or three of them, something okay. like that. Um, okay. They're awesome. I think it, it's uh, it just speaks volumes to the drumming community in Nashville. Absolutely. It's always a great hang. It's like family reunion. Yeah, for sure. All the guys you don't see all year, you get to come here and and catch everybody. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite performance, either yourself or others? Oh, man. Um, There's so many to choose from. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, One of my favorite ones was, my personal favorite from my performance was uh, the Van Halen one. Okay. I played Panama with some of the guys in in our band. Oh, that's awesome. Um, And that was a blast. Uh, Probably my favorite night overall was the Rush night. Of course. Uh, I won't say that was my favorite performance. That kit was terrifying. <laughs> it was big. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but it was fun to see see guys playing those tunes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just, just amazing. For sure. Do you uh, do you have a favorite Tom or David story you'd like to share with us? Oh, man. Um, what comes to mind initially is Tom maybe still does or did live like lives real close to me yeah and we i would see him and his son up at the local playground uh and i'd be up there with my kids and we'd just hang and you know talk and hang out um that was kind of the first time i started kind of really thinking about like man this is you know all these guys you meet when you come to town and you're young before you have kids and all that stuff and then you just all kind of come up together and then before you know it you're just you, you know each other's families you know you talk to guys that have had health problems you talk to you know all, all this stuff that you go through you kind of take for granted that you've known these guys for 10 or 15 years yeah and uh, you just kind of forget the yeah the depth of that well it's such a community yeah. you know I mean I think that's what's so awesome about it you know I mean I've been down all afternoon and it really is like a family reunion kind of thing you know and I've said this to everybody but us drummers just have this fraternity you know yeah. and we're always down to help each other out so it's a great event so what song are you doing tonight so I'm doing train kept a rolling oh, no pressure yeah so <laughs> so full disclosure I don't I didn't know this song really yeah I knew I mean I know I'm a fan of Aerosmith but I guess I guess I never went very deep I knew all the hits and you know some of the, I guess some other stuff but but what happened was Kevin Murphy was gonna do this song and okay. Chris Nix had hit me up about picking another one so I was looking, trying to narrow down my list of what I wanted to play. And then Chris called me and said Kevin had to cancel last minute. He was out, wasn't going to be home in time. But Nick's, I think, still really wanted to do the song. Okay. So he's like, what'd you do? Man, let me check it out. Yeah. So I listened to it and was like, well, hell yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's give it a go. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So, well, speaking of the devil, he's over there behind you. Oh, man. Yeah. You just gave me a little tickle. You, you, you conjured him right up, right? <laughs> say his name and he appears that's right, that's right. Well, this is just i mean such an amazing event so much talent on the stage so we'll look forward to seeing you out there for awesome. train kept a rolling here in a minute and can't wait to get you on the show for a full episode because i want everybody to hear your story how you ended up in the biggest gig on planet earth i mean wouldn't you say it's a trip man 
I mean, does it get yeah. any bigger than Taylor Swift, really? Not now. I don't know. The Stones, maybe? She is, she is on top of the world. <laughs> you know. if, if she ever retires, you're going to replace Charlie in the Stones, right? <laughs> I mean, that's... Man, I don't know. I don't know if I can do his thing or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fantastic. You're doing killer work oh, out there, you. man. So thanks for stopping by. I can't wait to have you on the show for a full episode, brother. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. Thanks a lot. I had an awesome time sitting down with one of the great drummers on the bill uh, from Steven Tyler's solo band, Sarah Tomek. I am joined by the best looking drummer on the bill tonight, without a doubt, Sarah Tomac. Hello. From, hey, Sarah. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. So is this old hat for you playing Aerosmith tunes? <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody um, what your what your day job is? Um, I get to play with Steven Tyler on his solo things. Uh, <laughs> doing that for three years now with a band called Loving Mary. Um, so, yes, this... No, this was cool, though, because I got to pick something that we don't do. Right. Something off the Rocks album, 78. Yeah. Really, really cool song, Which is my, my favorite Aerosmith song of all time, Nobody's Fault. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. That's... Rocks is, I think, their primo album. That's, Absolutely. That's my opinion. So They had so many, you know, Get a Grip coming back out yeah. at Permanent Vacation, coming back out in the 80s and the 90s and the 70s. Like, they just... They tend to crush it. Yeah. I, li- I kind of like them. No yeah. bias. Yeah, no, 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 bias. No, no bias at all. No. Yeah, maybe the <laughs> boss is listening. Um, so have you done National Drummer's Jam before? I've done two of them. I did the uh, John Bonham one. Okay. And I did um, the James Brown one. Oh, Clyde Stubblefield. Clyde Stubblefield. Yeah. Uh, which was amazing what the fun did for him and his family. Uh, that yeah. was amazing. They asked me to do the Neil Peart Rush one, and I looked at them and I said, "Do you know one female that actually likes Rush? Why would I ever do that?" <laughs> if it was if it was yes, I would have done it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But like, I was like, no, "No girls like Rush. No, I'm not doing that." that is but the, I went and I supported. That's <laughs> the best answer ever. That's fantastic. So, um, you know, do you have a good David Parks or Tom Hurst story that you'd like to share? God, they've just been so sweet to me. No, nothing, nothing I could tell the audience. Okay, that's what, yeah. <laughs> hey, my podcast is a PG-13 show. Yes, so, yes, yes. Okay. Um, they're both dolls and uh, have really accepted me with open arms into this community along with the other guys. And I, I adore both of them. But David, actually, David is one of the prime reasons that I am endorsed with Ludwig Drums. He that's got me fantastic. the endorsement. He got that movement for me about three years ago. Um, so I'm like forever grateful for him for that. And he's my boy. I love that guy. For sure. And Tom, I like you too. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So um, what's the rest of this year look like for you and 2019? What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, this year was, uh, it's like for me when you think it's going to slow down, it just didn't. And uh, it was an incredible year for me. Um, it's winding down. I'm going out with Maggie Rose till the end of the year. And then the day after Christmas, fly out to Maui to do a whole eight days with Stephen Tyler. Nice. In Maui. In Maui. And it's very hard. Yeah. You know, I really don't appreciate what he puts us through and the accommodations. Um, I, I, I'm, sure we'll you, have, I'm yeah. sure you guys are like traveling in a Volkswagen Beetle yeah, or something. Yeah, you know, like just what he does to us. It's just yeah. it's a shame, really. But yeah, so I got to go to Maui. <laughs> uh, and then I, Maggie Rose is really, really busy. Um, we're doing some stuff with Kelly Clarkson. Um, and uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I 
hopefully hope to get called back by Sarah Bareilles. I just did a late show with her last nice. year or this year. Um, but yeah, you never know. Hopefully, yeah. it's going to be a good one again. Well, That's all you can hope for. That's awesome. I cannot thank you enough for stopping by to talk to us. Yeah, of course. And I can't wait to get you on the drum shuffle for a full episode. Yeah, I man. want you to share your your story because, you know, you didn't just wake up one day and be in Steven Tyler's band. No. There's a story behind that. Definitely. And we got to have you on to talk about it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you right so on. much. We'll talk to you soon. What a great treat it was to sit down with Wes Little, who did a lot of great work with uh, the great Robin Ford, doing all kinds of cool stuff. Here's Wes. I am joined by Wes Little. Wes, how's it going, brother? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, you have already played, correct? Just played, yeah. Just got off the stage. Which song did you do? Uh, Walk This Way. It was a... uh when they approached me about doing this, I was like, yeah, man, I just want to play a tune I kind of know in the groove, so uh, that seemed like the one to do. Absolutely. And That's the, as iconic as it gets yeah. for Aerosmith. And it's great, and, you know, Run DMC also cut it, so yeah. I, you know, heard that, obviously. Yeah, it's fantastic. So now, have you done Nashville Drummer's Jam before? Yes, I think I've done them all, which I'm really happy about. So you're the guy. Well, I, I might be, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that, you know what? There was a couple I didn't do. I think there okay. was like, the, I didn't do the Stuart Copeland, so I take that back. Okay. Uh, but uh, when this first started, I kind of helped Tom and David do some charts for the uh, Jeff Paparo okay. uh, tribute, which I think was the first one. So I've, I've been doing it since then, if not all of them. I've been doing it. That's fantastic. Now, do you, since you've done so many of them, do you have a favorite performance either that you did or somebody else did that you would say that's the one? Man, it's hard to say. You know, it's there's a lot of great music and there are a lot of great drummers. And uh, I think that first one, the Picaro, I did like the Night Fly by Donald Fagan. Seemed like that's what we played, but I'd have to look back. Uh, But it was, you know. With each one, you just get to hear a bunch of different players and a bunch of people, some you know and some you don't, but they're all doing this particular bag, and sometimes, you know, like the Neil Peart one, we actually had his kit set up. Oh, I know, yeah. So were you there for that one? I was not there, yeah. but I've seen the video, and I mean, just finding your way around the kit oh, had was, to be, It you was know, crazy. It was yeah. crazy time. So, like, typically now I'm just like, I'm going to pick one of the simplest tunes I can, so I cannot <laughs> drop sticks and... Embarrass myself in front of a bunch of other drummers. No, I, I, I doubt that's. Uh, I, I doubt that was a concern. Um, do you have a good David or, or Tom story that you would share? Well, just I, I will say this: the Nashville Drummers Jam, uh, coming from Loud Jams. I remember when Tom uh, first started it, uh, and it was at Douglas Corner, and we were all playing fusion stuff, and they were like, you know. A big night, there might be like 30 people there. Right. And then this concept of the Loud Jams and the Nashville Drummer Jams, they've really, uh, they've really grown exponentially just by figuring out this format, including everybody. And I think it's, it's sort of a symbiotic win-win for everyone. Yeah. You know, you get a... Uh, drummers get exposure. They get to play tunes, like a lot of which we grew up with and loved. Sure. So it's kind of like living a childhood dream. And the drumming community in particular, I think the reason the Drummer's Jam has done so well is because we are much more familial 
And I've said that at least 20 times today. Yeah, well, it's just obvious. I don't know what it is. Drummers, maybe it's because we're always in the back and looking at other people's butts. And <laughs> we just, after a while, you know, we're just like, yeah, dude, I see you're one too. You know? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're a community in a way that I think other instruments aren't. And I don't, I'm not putting that... It's an observation. It's not a judgment. It's just saying that drummers tend to like be a, a big family. Yeah. And and support one another. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, what's the rest of eighteen looking like for you? And nineteen, a lot of stuff with Robin going on. I mean, that's well, that's kind of your day gig, right? Well, it, actually, I'm now I'm starting just to be in town more, doing sessions. Okay. And I have my own studio uh, where I'm doing a lot of work out of there. Some production. Uh, I play on tracks with people remotely, and then I record bands and play with people in the studio. So being that and some teaching at places like Lipscomb, yeah. I'm really just trying to focus in town. Uh, my sort of partner in crime, Brian Allen, who we both were with Robin, uh, Robin for four years, and he plays bass uh, for people not seeing my gestures here. Uh, he... Uh, he and I just finished a record together, and that's going to be a sort of an educational thing, but also a, like a drum and bass duo record. Cool. And we will, um, we're going to be releasing that this year, and uh, it will also have video, which will be probably, uh, distribution will probably be handled through truefire.com. And uh, so there'll be sort of a book and a video and a record, but we were hoping it'll be as, as much art as it is education. Oh, that's awesome, Because you know, sometimes one or the other will suffer. Uh, so we're trying to sort of hit both areas well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, look, I, I, the invitation is open. I've got to have you on the drum shuffle to do a full oh, yeah, I'd love to. interview, yeah. you know, yeah, so please. we can hear the full story. So. Yeah, it, it goes, I mean, like, it's it's funny because I've actually, tonight we're playing Aerosmith, and I've recorded on Steven Tyler's last record, and I've recorded some with him in early 2000 when I was playing with Chuck D. Yeah. So it's just funny, you know, how your musical tree branches. Uh, but it's all good. There's there's definitely a journey and a story to tell. For sure, man. Well, we can't wait to have you on the drum shuffle for a full length. Love to do it. Thanks so much for stopping by, Wes. You, Great job tonight, man. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy it. One of the many talented singers uh, on the bill at Nashville Drummers Jam was Cynthia Murray, and I had a chance to sit down with her as well. All right. I've got Cynthia Murray with me. Oh, snap, everybody. Mm, look what? out. So we are backstage at Nashville Drummers Jam 13, and Cynthia is is a drummer. Yeah. But you did not play drums tonight. I didn't. You sang tonight. I sang tonight. A good buddy of mine, Danny. Got engaged to his now fiance Amy. Well, okay. And uh, he's from Owensboro, Kentucky. I'm from Evansville, Indiana. And uh, River Towns. I'm a Kentucky boy. You're a Kentucky boy. Uh, yes, man. I'm headquartered in Georgetown, Kentucky. So, okay. So I know all about Owensboro and Evansville. Well, most of my band members are Kentuckian, so it's all good. We're, I love we're, it. We're good people. It's a. We really are. They're not bad. You guys are just fine. Yes. You're fine. Here we are. It's all good. It, this has been amazing so far. Oh, I've this loved is, it. Yeah, this is a great event. Now, is this your first Nashville Drummers Jam? This is my first Nashville Drummers Jam. Okay. So, talk to me a little bit about your perspective as a singer being on a drummer's gig, basically. I, well, I started off as a drummer. I was a drumline in high school for four years. Uh, second snare. But, uh, nice. I 
called Ociella for a really long time, and our drummer and uh, my guitarist, they had very different backgrounds, and so they were very rhythmic. Uh, my guitarist was from Ghana, West Africa, and uh, so I really listened for those time signature changes. I really listened for those different rhythms, and I, uh, I, I think it's challenging as a singer. So I really, and I, and I, uh, I just really want to see them do the breakdowns, because then I can show off a little bit. So, but tonight it's been just amazing to see the talent here. It's it's incredible. I love yeah. it. Well, as we say in Kentucky, we're all walking in tall cotton, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- these are the cream of the crop drummers walking around this room, and you know, the twelve-year-old Jamie is <laughs> is still not conscious fully. You're I am. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, it's when you have this much talent that's willing to come in, no ego, play a gig, nobody's getting paid tonight. Right. They're not doing this for money. They're doing this out of the goodness of their heart to raise money for charity, which is just incredible to me. And who doesn't like to jam with some of the best musicians in Nashville? Of course. I mean, Chris Nix, the musical director tonight, out there playing guitar, uh, I think he plays with Jonathan Davis. I mean, he's just got, you know, his credits are crazy. The musicianship in this room tonight is off the charts. You can feel it too, man. You absolutely can. You walk around and you're like, oh my god. Uh, I met uh, Huber earlier. Oh man, he's awesome. And he has a snarky puppy t-shirt on. Yes. And I was like, are you wearing a snarky puppy t-shirt? I was like, oh man, come on now. I mean, I, it's just, it's, it's amazing and I come to Nashville a lot, but I just feel very, very uh, blessed and lucky to be here with all of these guys tonight. Yeah, and it's for awesome. Sure. So I gotta thank Danny for uh, letting us come and sing a little bit. Absolutely. Meeting all these awesome people. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you stopping by the drum shuffle to talk for a few minutes. Thanks for letting me chat, man. Absolutely. I hope yeah. you enjoy the rest of the night. You too. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Talk to you soon. Monster drummer and all-around great guy, Hubert Payne of Little Big Town. I am joined by Hubert Payne. How are you, brother? I'm great. I'm great, buddy. Good, man. I'm having fun so far, yes, I'm assuming. Yes, a great time. Excellent. Great time. So now, what are you playing tonight? I'm playing Sweet Emotion. Oh, my God. That's yeah. iconic. Yeah, yeah. I, so was, I, I was actually kind of floored that no one picked it before I texted Chris about it. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, so you ended up in the hot seat quite yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah. Now, is this your first drummer's jam? or uh, you... Maybe third, second or third, hopefully. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So you've been involved for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any good David or Tom stories? I got plenty of them. Uh, I don't know about like We're, we're PG-13. PG <laughs> well, in that case, no. <laughs> no. I love those guys. They're like big brothers to me. Uh, on, on the drums and off the drums, so it, it just, it's been cool to kind of have those relationships uh, throughout the years. Yeah, for so, sure. I love those guys. Yeah. Well, you're obviously a young guy, yeah. you know, uh, so are you fairly new to town? Or? I mean, I've been in town for maybe 12 or 13 years, but uh, initially when I came to town, I was playing football at MTSU. Oh, okay, cool. And I, and I wasn't touring much, I was just kind of practicing a lot, and uh, I moved to L.A. for a year, went to school like in my late 20s. I kind of came back, but I've, I've, I've been, I would say, in the Nashville country scene for about maybe eight years. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, what's what's the day gig like? Uh, right now, I'm the drummer for a little bit town. Okay. So I tour with them, and, and uh, thankfully, I record on the records as well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I'm sure yeah. Little Big Town's keeping you plenty busy as well, you know? I mean, yeah, 
Somewhat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I try to play as much as I can, man. I, I, I have a, a kind of different way about going about things, man. I, I'm more trying to be like the best version of myself. So I literally play on Broadway like three or four times a week. Oh, see, so yeah, okay, cool. Oh, dude, like I, I try to play every night um, somewhere. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if you can stay that busy in Nashville, you're a certified badass, right? Well, I'm I'm pretty persistent. (laughs) I'm I'm like that. Persistent. I like that. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, with Nashville Drummers Jam being such a great event, do you have a performance that you've done or someone else has done that you would say that is it? I'm a drum fan of all these guys before I even got in the scene, so, like, it's hard to kind of nail down one. I love any time Mark Boyd's hits the drum. Jeff Marino, all those guys, Wes, I love them, you know, yeah. uh, Dave and Tom, both great drummers, you know what I mean, and um, it, it's just cool to kind of see my favorite drummers, like Matt Billingsley, love him, yeah. love him, so, you know, and Keo's like, Keo Stroud's like my big brother, so, yeah. it's just cool to kind of see everyone, you know, come come, come together and, and, and be here this time of year, so. Absolutely. Yeah, this is great, man. It's fantastic. We've got to get you on the drum shuffle for a full episode. All right. Because yeah. I've got to know how you go from playing football oh, at dude, MTSU it's, it's crazy. to being a professional drummer. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's got to be a story there. Oh, yeah. So Tons of stories. Let's get you on the phone here real soon and, and, and talk I'd about it. Yeah. Awesome. Hubert, thanks, brother. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Another great treat for me was sitting down with the great Ray Luzier of Corn. I am joined by the great Ray Luzier of Corn. It's raging back here. Corn with a K, backwards O. That's right. Backwards O. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> That's fantastic. Ray, man, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, I really do appreciate it. So, talk to me a little bit about Nashville Drummers Jam. What song are you doing tonight? I'm doing, I love this song. I love um, the Aerosmith record, Permanent Vacation. It's one of my favorite ones. And uh, there's a song on there called uh, Girl Keeps Coming Apart. Oh, it's and, great. Yeah, lo- there's a great energy to it. I love Joey's feel on that. I know that um, Tyler's a, a drummer, and I know he rides Joey, <laughs> Joey a lot in the yeah. studio. So, it's one of those things where... I just I love that that whole vibe of that record. Just from that's yeah. definitely my favorite Aerosmith record. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I talked to Mike Frazier, who famously engineered that record, and yeah. he was like, "Dude, you just don't even understand what it was like tracking that thing." Yeah, it was like everybody just knew it was gonna explode. Yeah kind of thing which is fantastic now you've been involved with nashville drummers jam for a while i think this is my fourth or something like that okay my band tours a lot so i don't really they always they were so nice and they always asked me to do these and they asked me to do all kinds of jams around town and everyone thinks me out here like a hermit because i i live in franklin (laughs) tennessee and i'm on tour so much that i have two little kids at home i glue myself to my kids when i'm home so to come down here is like a it's a big deal for me to come out <laughs> yeah yeah man i understand i yeah. mean when you're out on the road 200 nights a year 250 yeah. nights a year yeah. you know it's 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 hard to get away from the house yeah. when you're there i mean i, it I totally really is get my, it. my friends get offended man we're at bridgestone get down here i'm like dude no offense the last thing i want to do is go see a rock concert <laughs> right because i just did 250 of them in the festivals we play i get my fill of all the bands and it's you know yeah. so but uh, but i do come out every once in a while yeah for sure man yeah. well it's such a great event and yeah. you know i've said to everybody everybody that I've talked to tonight, we're we're such a family, drummers, you know, Mm -hmm. 
it's it's just such a fraternity. And yep. man, you know, I'm on cloud nine. I've yep. been a drummer for 30 years, and I'm walking around with yep. Ray Luzier, and I mean, you know, just just the well, talent in the room. Everyone's a bunch of brothers. You know, it's it's like you don't you won't probably catch a bunch of guitar players in a room like this. No, I mean, you know what I mean. We all everyone's just brothers. Everyone's on different levels. We're on different, you know. Uh, statues of our lives you know what I mean everyone's yeah. got we all have stuff to learn and we all keep growing and we always root other people on you know when someone gets a gig or someone gets a session we're always like dude that's amazing we're so happy we're, you know there's not a lot of ego attitude crap out here which is you know I came from LA after 27 years and I've been out here about four and a half and um, it's a totally different scene man people are actually genuinely you know, yeah, rooting for one rooting another. Rooting for one, and yeah. that's—they don't do that in LA. They step on you out there. <laughs> so I have—I have kind of this shell over top of me because of that. I come from that way, you know. Yeah. Um, not that you don't have to turn into a prick or a mean person, but you do have to put up some kind of defense or you get walked on. You know? Well, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, well, I mean, music is competitive anyway because yeah. everybody, you know, there's 12 guys that want your gig today. Yeah. yeah. So you'd better haul the mail or somebody's going to come in and, and take it. Absolutely. You know, so it's, uh, but it, it, this is just such a cool vibe, you yeah. know. Um, do you have a, a good David or Tom story that you would like to share for our, our video that we're doing? David who? Parks. Oh, I thought, well, when you say David, it's David Lee Roth. So. No, so no, all no. of a sudden I go like this. What are you talking about, David Lee Roth? No, um, no I just I respect those guys a lot. I respect yeah. the hell out of them. Um, they've been nothing but open and warm to me since I moved here. And, and uh, like I said, I don't hang much, so I don't have any stories because we don't. The only thing I do is ease, you know. And, right. And I'll, I'll catch an occasional gig by one of them or one of my you know, fellow drummers. And, but uh, yeah, not really. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I mean, no, that's fine, man. It's it's all good. But, you know, we're trying to do some video for those guys, you know, to, oh, yeah. to kind of just really keep pumping up Nashville drummers. Absolutely. Jam. We want it to keep growing and growing and growing. It, it's got to. And it's, it's, you know, the cool thing about it is in L.A., there's a buzz on the Nashville Drummer Jam. Every time my band's based out there, so we're always on airplanes to L.A. And uh, it's so cool to, like, hear the, the L.A. drummers going, dude, what's up with the, the Nashville Drummer Jam thing? And I'm like, they're really interested about it. Like, yeah. what's that all about? I'm like, dude, it's amazing because everyone gets together and everyone roots each other on. And, you know, I did, the Van Halen one was the first one I did. And we actually used Alex's kit. Yeah. I mean, that's that's rad, man. You know? Of course. You know, who wouldn't want to play on Alex's kit? No know? kidding. So, yeah, it's just such a blast. Yeah, it's fantastic, man. Well, listen, hey, I know you got to get ready to play here yeah, in just a second. Thank you so much for stopping by. You got I've it. got to get you on the show for a full-length episode. Anytime, man, anytime. Yeah. I got a ton of stuff to blab about. <laughs> well, I, I, me too, but, I mean, I think your story is so cool, and you've done so many awesome gigs. Thanks, man. I think there's a lot that you can share with drummers. So I appreciate it, yeah. We'll make that happen real soon. Awesome, man. Ray, Thank thanks so much, Thank brother. You, brother. I appreciate yep, it. Yep, all the best. I finally managed to wrangle the great Keo Stroud into a headlock and get him on the drum shuffle. Keo, of course, playing with Big and Rich and has just done a ton of great work. Here's Keo. I'm joined by the great Keo Stroud right now. Keo, what's up, man? Hello, people. How are you? Uh, everybody's doing good, man. So good. you've already played tonight. I did. I played, yes. What did you play tonight? I played Falling in Love is So Hard on the Knees. Which is a great song. I love that song. It's fantastic. It's so you know? much fun. So the, much fun. The, the later Aerosmith stuff, I think, doesn't get as much attention as it should because sure. it's still great stuff. Oh, it's so good. It's I mean, good. I, I like that record. That's not the Nine Lives record. And and uh, it was so funny. It's like I think that was 1996, 
So yes. uh, my obsession with MTV and MTV Spring Break for non-musical reasons uh, led me to uh, th- that was the premiere of that of that record. Right. They, they, they did a big uh, promo push for that record, and it talked about it. And uh, that was the single. I think. I think that was. That was, the, that was the first single that was the on that first record, single, right? Yeah, that was, was the like, first single. It was like that one, and they did Pink and something else. But yeah, I mean, I remember that song. I remember the, I remember the video where the guy's like in the cage with his tongue. He's like, yeah, it's fantastic that's, stuff. That's, look at like there's Chris and yeah. Ray being rock stars. Chris and Ray, Chris they and Ray are being rock stars. stars. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been fortunate enough to grab both of those guys. You've been hiding from me all night. I've been drinking whiskey. Yes. Well, you've been hiding from me for like three months. <laughs> To come on the show, so so you've got my digits now. You have no excuse. I mean, put this somewhere safe. Yes. So, all right. So you've been involved with Nashville Drummers Jam since pretty much the beginning. Yes. Yeah, I think I put the first one. I can't remember what the first one was, but I think I put the first one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, of all these Nashville Drummers Jams that you've done, do you have a favorite performance that you've either played or seen? Uh, let's see. You know, my, I mean, true story. My favorite was watching Ben Caesar play Hot for Teacher on Alex Van Halen's kid and killing it with a double bass. Yeah. I mean, he's like my best friend, all that shit. But he literally, and, and that was my that was my favorite one to play too because uh, once again, I played a song that was like my introduction to Van Halen. Right. I played, I played, uh, I played right now. Which is so weird because uh, most people know about Van Halen from many years ago, but I'm a black kid from Georgia, so that was the first time I heard it. <laughs> Sorry, folks. It's true. I happen to be black. Uh, <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say anything, but now you've made me uncomfortable. My white privilege is free. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is Hubert talking to you right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so you've been doing this for a long time and I know you're buddies with Tom and David. Yeah. Do you do you have like a favorite story about either one of those guys? I mean we're doing some video for the for the drummers jam and, and we're we're asking everybody, tell a good story. Oh, you know, I I'm trying to think of what I can actually tell. Yeah, it's uh, PG thirteen. <laughs> uh you know, a, a funny story about David. I went out and subbed for David with a low cast a few years ago. And uh, we, uh, he had a chrome drum kit, kind of like tonight. Yeah. I think it was the, probably the same kit. Yeah. And my first kind of kit as a kid, or my second kit as a kid, was a, a concert Tom Ludwig kit. So as a joke, while we're on the bus, while we're low cash, uh, there's a photo of me with a Ludwig kit, and we just photoshopped low cash on it. Nice. And we sent it to David. And I'll bet he was like, what did you guys do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. We're like, we're like, oh, we're like, yeah, this would be funny. He laughed, and we all laughed about it, so it's funny. I'm sure. I was like, yeah, dude, that's a gig. You know, no, obviously he was back, like, the next day or whatever it was, but yeah. Man, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. So, you said I subbed a gig for David, and I want to bring something up, because we're going to have you on the show for a full episode, but you're kind of known as the, you need a drummer, last minute, I'm your guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, prior to me getting the Big and Rich gig kind of full-time, yeah, I was kind of that dude, man, where I would go out and sub with everybody. I did Jake Owen, I did 
Jamie O'Neill, I did Richard Marks, I did, I think, Kenny Loggins, I did Tiffany, I did Lowcast, I did Kate Anderson, I mean, I was, that's Jake Owen, I mean, I, Hank Jr., like, yeah, I mean, for some reason, people like me. I'm not sure why. Well, it's because you're an awesome player, and you're a really good dude, too. I don't like myself. Oh, much. no, that's nonsense. I like whiskey, though. Yeah, well, I can see that. But, you know, here's the thing. Doing all those gigs probably prepared you for a gig like Big and Rich. It, it did. You know, and it was funny because prior to... So, I got the Big and Rich gig in 2014, and prior to that, for the past, for, since 2012 2014, I was actually home doing sessions. And I was doing not always major sessions, but I was doing sessions, you know, like with Kevin Moe and Taj Mahal and those guys. And, you know, some other people. Uh, but then it, it, it did. It, like, I was home, and then I got stood up for a date, and I got a phone call from this guy named Tony LaRue. And he was like, hey, man, can you come out on the road and play, like, tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then learning those songs last minute from my prior experience of doing subwork kind of led into the Big and Rich game. Right. And it's kind of funny, but yeah, it's like from knowing so much music, yes, it, it kind of led to, it led down that path to getting the gig because the Big and R does no rehearsal. I was out with, when I got the gig, I was out with Jake Owen, and they were like, can you be in Wyoming, like, on this day? And I was like, yeah. And so I did, and we did. We ran up some things in a sound check, and that was it. Man, you know, I mean, I, 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 I got together with those guys and played two songs because they were doing like an audition thing. So I got together and played two songs, and they were like, man, you seem like our guy. I was like, but I can't start where you guys want me to start. I got to go do some of the gigs. And then they called me while I was out doing some of the gigs. like, hey, man, like, you're the dude. So can you be in Wyoming? We'll sing you some board tapes. So I learned them on the plane ride to Wyoming. And then we did a couple things in soundcheck and then played the gig. And yeah, that's been almost five years ago. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm going on my fifth year with Big Rich right now. That's fantastic, man. Yeah, it's I mean, cool. That's just awesome. I mean, that's one of the big gigs in town. It's a great gig, man. Like, you know, I like it. It's fun. It's, the cool thing about it is it let you play. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a drummer's drummer, if that makes any sense. You sure, because uh, I'm not either. So, you know, I grew up, my dad's a musician, my granddad's a musician, so I grew up playing music and not drums. Right, and I, right and I, on. I don't, and I don't mean that in any, any disrespect to anybody, but, like, I grew up learning, like, how to play songs and how to make things feel good and how to stay out of the way. Right on. And to some people, that's underplaying. So some people don't like the way I play, and that's fine. But then, at the same time, when they want something happening... Yeah. They call me, and it's weird because like there's several gigs that I, I I auditioned for and I didn't get, but when they needed someone to come in last minute, I was the guy they called. You were the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that works, <laughs> you know. And it was, and it's not like oh I'm so great, but it's just like you know I I can go and I can learn the music, I can play it. There's, there'll be no distractions, so to speak, and it's all good. If you want me to play more, tell me to play more. I'll play more. And I'm okay with it. So, yeah. It's fantastic, man. Well, listen, I, I cannot wait to get you on for a full episode of the Drum Shuffle. We've got to make that happen. Yeah, we should, yeah. Uh, you it's know, my fault. I'm, I'm, I'm lazy. Sorry. Well, but you're busy, too. I'm busy, but lazy. You know, when I'm home, I sleep. Well, I've got your number. So you I'm, I'm not going to let you pass Just on this. Just bug me. Just bug me. Call I'm me going all the time. to. Please. I'm going I'm to bug you. Hey, man, thanks so much for stopping by. Oh, yeah, I really thanks, do appreciate it. No, it's fun, dude. Brother, good seeing you as good always. You, Absolutely. Thanks, Keo. Uh, thanks. See you. 
And finally, I was joined by the great Chris Frazier, of course, Chris out on the road with Foreigner, uh, spent some time in White Snake, played with Steve Vai for many years, super talented guy. So it was great to catch up with Chris. I am joined by the great Chris Frazier of Foreigner. Uh, oh, shucks. <laughs> oh, shucks. Man, but Thank it's, you. it's not every day that I get to, you know, sit face to face with the drummer of Foreigner, right? I mean, well... How awesome. It's not every day that I get sit sit face to face with a podcaster <laughs> of your magnitude. Well, I appreciate that, Chris. But you know, flattery will get you nowhere. You still owe me twenty bucks. Uh, all joking aside, thanks yes. for stopping by. Um, Nashville Drummers Jam. Yeah. What song are you playing tonight? Uh, I'm playing Combination, and uh, it's one of those. It's one of those kind of sleeper ones that's off of Rocks. It's an it's an earlier record. Um, it's probably my favorite Aerosmith record, that one, or, or Toys in the Attic. I really like the old stuff. Yeah. And Combination, it just, it has a vibe to it, and the groove is, like, really sick, and it's just, it just crushes, you know? Well, you know, I've said, I've interviewed seven or eight of you guys tonight, yeah. and I've said Rocks is my favorite Aerosmith record. My favorite, too. And Combination is a sleeper track. It's one of those deep tracks that nobody ever talks about, but it's an awesome song. It's got such vibe that the, those um, those crazy uh, harmonies yes. really get you, you know? And it just, and it's so riffy, and it just... It's kind of just going somewhere, you know? All of that Jack Douglas produced stuff was yeah. just incredible. Yeah, know? he was amazing. It, it really was. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. Well, do you have uh, a good Tom or David story that you can share? PG-13, of course. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that you might want to ask me that in a few years because I, I literally can count on one hand how many times I've actually hung out with these guys, you know? But I will tell you that, that both of them are, are sick bastards. <laughs> well, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. You know, they invited me. I mean, clearly something's wrong with them. Um, I know that you served a little bit as a conduit from Joey to the show. Right. Uh, and helped out with some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, how long have you known Joey? You know, um, when I played with Whitesnake, Joey came out and saw me play a couple times. And... Um, He's come to see me play with Foreigner a couple of times. Well, we, he's not come out to see me play. There was like one time he came out because there was a tech that was really good friends with him. And tech invited him and he came out and him and I became friends there. And, you know, we hung out. He's, he's a great hang. And yeah, every time that we ever do a double bill anywhere, I always hang out with him. You know, we, we get along really well. We're kind of, I don't know, man. He's just he's my kind of people. Yeah, know? for sure. He's very dry, you know, and, and I dig that. Um, but uh, you know, I I knew that this benefit was important, and um, so I kind of reached out and got him to commit to sending a, a drum head, a signed drum head. You know, he's really busy this time of year, so he couldn't make it. But, yeah, you know, for sure. Well, they're getting ready for that big Vegas residency here. Absolutely, he's probably getting ready to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's. That's where the real money is, they yeah, tell me. Right, you know, I, don't, right. I, don't, I don't know, but that's, yeah. that's what I've been told. Yeah. So uh, what does the rest of 18 look like for you, and how's 19 shaping up? Oh, man. You know, 2019, we hit the ground running again in mid-February. We have uh, we 
have a couple of cruises that we're doing. We've got a European tour. We're um, got a lot of stuff that's kind of in the works that I'm, I'm not really. I haven't. I haven't been given the opportunity to really talk about it yet. You know, they sort of like have to give me the okay before I can start saying stuff. You know, but a lot of good stuff in the works. Definitely, that's awesome. Tell me, and I know you got to get ready to play, but what's it like sitting down every night playing in foreign? I mean, that music is so, it's such a part of everybody's life. You know, when all those hits were on the radio, um, I was in like junior high school and high school. I think Feels Like the First Time came out when I was in 10th grade. And, uh so many memories you know and the, the band was just so banging back then you know it was one of my favorite bands and uh it's kind of a dream come true going out there and playing the songs with with mick you know yeah. every night and uh actually having a relationship with him and being friends with him and everything you know it's just it's one of those things that you kind of got to you pinch yourself every time you know yeah. and count your blessings you know i'm very very lucky i'm very fortunate to have played with a lot of like very iconic people. Oh yeah, David my, Coverdale. I mean, I David you know, it's just Steve Vai. Yeah. Very very iconic. You know, Edgar Winter. Yeah. You know. I don't want to throw Eddie money out there, but he is he is iconic. <laughs> he is you know, iconic. He's he's more of a comedian now, but I mean, he does have a, a huge, you know, library of number one hits. Oh, his catalog gotta, is ridiculous. You know, got to hand it to him. Yeah, for you sure, know? man. Absolutely. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, I've been a drummer for 30 years. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine sitting down with any of those artists and playing with them and going, oh, my God, I'm getting paid to do this. Every time. Every time I get one of those gigs with somebody that was my hero. I mean, like Edgar Winter, that's the first record I bought when I was six years old. I went and bought They Only Come Out at Night because Frankenstein just blew my mind. Of course. It was one of the reasons why I started playing drums. I like, like learned. I just learned that whole Chuck Ruff drum solo, and it was just it's everything. The rest is history. I mean, you know, it's sort of very iconic for me. So when you get to the point where you're playing with him for a decade, and his wife is like, you know, giving you a bottle of champagne for. <laughs> For Christmas, right. you know what I mean. It's just like what just yeah, happened, Jesus. Yeah, what you know, just like, happened? After a while, you know, you have to pinch yourself. You know, and yeah. I've been very fortunate. I've been awesome. very, very fortunate. Well, man, thank you so much for stopping by for a couple of minutes. We've yeah. got to get you on the show for a full-length interview, Absolutely. a full episode. I'm going to give you my card right now. I'm going to give you my card right now <laughs> and make go. this thing happen, <laughs> Chris, brother. Thank you so much. Have a great song out there tonight, man. Thank you. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap up episode 48 of the Drum Shuffle. It was our special recap of Nashville Drummers Jam 13 from December 17th down in Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. I hope each of you has a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Of course, we are off next week. I will be coming back to you with a new episode on January 5th. I will be joined by certified drum guy. Marco Miniman at that time. So you're not going to want to miss that. So go ahead and hit subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen in. We really do appreciate it.
We love to hear from you throughout the week. Keep your emails coming to the drum shuffle podcast at gmail.com. Our web address is the drumshuffle.com and you can find more information on me over at jamieeds.com. Again, Merry Christmas, everybody. And until next time, may your head stay strong and your sticks never break. Cheers. <laughs>